Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. Oh, I can't say that. But why? Why, why is it rates? Uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Could let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mine. Even though you might get better. I must stick with you forever. Your temperature might get higher. I must stick with you. They told y'all to get that vaccine. You said fuck all of that, baby. I'm just mutating every day. I must stick with you. And there ain't no getting rid of me. And that's because we're doing herd immunity, baby. And you have food that ain't seen a lick of seasoning. Woo! I ain't in flu, but baby, I'm with you. Oh, yeah. So when we talking about getting Boris out, he's doing fuckery. Oi. Oi. I come through, collect. Chineke. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Yes. Big up, um, Nicole Schwarzenegger. Sorry, uh, Nicole Scherzinger, and the rest of the Gyaldem, um, aka the Pussycat Dolls. Um, we'll be talking about them a little bit later on, actually. Um, and uh, Avant. So that was actually the remix. Not that you would care, but I was actually singing the remix of Stick With You that had, um, or Stick With You, uh, that had Avon. I loved Avon. I don't know what happened. Well, I say I don't know what happened to him. I'm sure he's got tracks out and I'm just being ignorant. But um, they he really gave us big boy tunes. He was really giving quintessential R&B. So... I really liked Avant. The song I liked with him and Nicole Scherzinger was that one about um, no longer have to lie about us. Like they were fully singing about cheating um, and he wants to get to the day that they no longer have to lie about it. But the thing is, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but that really pissed me off because the way that he describes the person that he's currently with in that song, I'm just like, you know, you don't need to be there. You're not under duress. You can leave at any time. But... I feel like it's a side chick anthem because, you know, um, what's it? I can't can let them know about us. Um, so please don't say you want to give up. How do I tell her that I'm falling in love? I know you're waiting patiently for that day when we no longer have to lie about us. And when I'm with you, all I want is your touch. And when you call me, I don't want to hang up. Um, and he talks about her being an inconvenience, but he's waiting for the day that they're not. No, you don't have to be there. It's not by force. Nobody's flogging you. Um, but it's a big tune. Either way, it's a big tune. That's why I like that. And Nicole, Nicole can sing. You know, Nicole, 
the Cole can sing, you know? That was a good match with her and Avant. Um, but yeah, Avant has like really big tunes anyway. Aside from that, I should probably tell you who our ears. Uh, so this is Kalechi. Uh, big up me, big up you. Big up all the baby boys, baby girls, baby non-binaries. Up in a place to be. Um, and this is SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. Mark the 31st of January in your calendars. Um that's uh you know at midnight mark that in your calendars because that's the day that the tickets go on sale for the live show of the podcast corona willing um and the live show of the podcast will be on saturday april the 2nd the location will be revealed in due course and all of that will you know come up shortly but just mark that mark it on the wall mark it on the wall mark it in your diary that January 31st, the tickets go on sale. If you miss it, I promise you, you'll be missing out, but you already knew that. <laughs> Same with the people that didn't manage to get any affirmation cards. Eh. Um, so yeah, make sure that you're prepared. Did I already say this is SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What That Suck Your Mum? I'm sure I did, but you know, sometimes my mind just be doing things. It's just, yeah. Anyway, welcome back. Welcome back to my regulars and hello to the new people. Um, thanks for joining me. This, um, always make sure that you prepare yourself for a wild ride. But honestly, I feel like that intro song was some of my best work. Ra, Kalechi, come through vocals, come through musical theatre. What? What? Sometimes when I try, I can hold a little note. Sometimes when I try. Um, I need to be bringing out that album, to be honest. You know, that mixtape with all of my remixes. What did we call it? The Kalechi mix. The Kalechi mixtape something like that. But I'm actually just, if I can just sit down for a moment and give myself the time, I want to write a full length version of the intro music. You know, is the Benz Ponani woman is, I even need a music video, but I know I've been saying this for ages. I just, Corona really came through and just fucked up the bass. Um, but yeah, uh, I would like to do that. But anyway, you lot are constantly, constantly begging Rihanna for a new album. Rihanna's busy doing things, you know, Rihanna's busy doing things. Meanwhile, Corona's giving you like a new variant every other week, the same way, you know, when Rihanna was trying to get the fuck out of that contract, whatever record contract that she had, and she was just releasing an album, releasing an album. She just wanted to be done with the fuckery. I think her last one was Anti, <laughs> And that was, that should have let people know from then, from when the album was called Anti, she was letting you know that I'm about to be Anti. You lot aren't seeing me in the music scene. I'll see you later. But um, she was working on a reggae album. I wonder what's happening with that. Um, But yeah, you need to show some gratitude because you know, you're, 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 you're just out here missing the hard work that Corona's doing. Actually, it really shouldn't be a joke because people have lost so many people to this fuckery, but I just feel like it's at the point where I'm the kind of person where I have to find some form of way to ridicule something or find humor in something, even if it's a, like a dark humor, just to keep moving because you know, it's really, it's really, really wild. It's really, really wild, but that does not take away from the severity of what we're seeing. And I just feel like it's obviously down to the mishandling of everything by the um, various governments on this planet. Um, That's what makes it even more severe. It's just like, there's no other time that you're reminded that the higher classes do not, or the higher class do not give a fuck about people who aren't as rich 
um, as them, or, and in some cases as white as them, they don't give a fuck. Um, and they just put it down to, oh, well, this is an individual responsibility when actually, no, it goes beyond that. It's a systemic responsibility. Um, it's a, gov- a governmental responsibility that they're shooing um, and gaslighting people in the process, which is why I just think it's fucked up. Um, but obviously it goes ahead and inspires my songs. So, you know, take my songs and my, my, my hot takes with a pinch of salt, because, you know, we know that this is very, very severe, but at this point it's like, what can one person do? Do you get me? Um, so what have I been up to giving you an update on my life? Uh, oh, and thank you for all of the wonderful messages about last week's episode and the vulnerability that came through and all of that. But I just feel like that's, um, you know, that's what I'm about. I just put out the things that I feel and I think, and you know, come what may. Anyway, those who know that song will know. Um, but yeah, what have I been up to? So I watched all the episodes of Stay Close on Netflix starring Kush Jumbo it was cute. For ages, I thought that this is not a spoiler. For ages, I thought that vampires were going to appear. I mean, the club was called Vipers and there was the particular way that it was filmed in terms of the saturation of the colours, um, you know, in the colour grading that just made me think that this lends itself to some kind of otherworldly vampire stuff. But that's not what happened. But it was still cute because, you know me, I lo- well, if you don't know, I really like stories with vampires and the occult and things like that. But this wasn't that. Um, I thought that the person that did Kush Jumbo's hair for the series did really well because her hair was, uh, her head was shaved because at that point she was, uh, rehearsing for Hamlet, I believe. And so the little wig that they put upon her head top, it actually looked okay. I, I maybe would have chosen a different texture in terms of the actual hair, but overall it worked. Um, I liked that the casting of the black family pertained to what that family would actually look like if the, if the two people had children. That was well cast. It was well cast. It was well cast. Uh, I, there was no one that I saw that I thought, why the fuck are you here? Um, it was really cool. The location, I really enjoyed the locations that they were filming at. Um yeah, and overall, I just thought that um, it was nice that a British cast got given a healthy Netflix budget and they didn't do that weird thing where we can't place the year or location um, for the things that are happening, because that's one thing that I find really disorientating about uh, sex education. I mean, it's cute or whatever, but, you know, uh, what year are we in? You know, because we're driving these cars and at the same time, we're using smartphones. So I just... I. It's, it's cool. It's cool. But I just like that this one didn't do that to me. We were very much in the present and I appreciated that. Uh, so yeah, overall, I thought that Stay Close was, was cute. It was cute. It was, um, it was a cute story. It was, uh, interesting. Um, yeah. And, and, and I, I, did I mention before I've been watching a discovery of witches or maybe I hadn't recorded the podcast by the point. No, I'm sure I talked about a discovery of witches. Anyway, if you know how much I loved True Blood, like True Blood was me. Oh, I loved that show so much. I mean, I would be cussing out the um, Suki Stackhouse. I cussed her out all the time. But overall, I just really enjoyed that show so, so much. That's partly the reason that I want to go to Bonton. No, I want to go to New Orleans, New Orleans. I want to go because, um, yeah, it just seems like my kind of place. I really want to visit New Orleans. Um 
but yeah I loved True Blood so much so I haven't found a, I haven't watched another show since maybe because I just hadn't realized that there were or seen other shows that were about that sort of thing I mean the chilling adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch it pretty much lost me because Sabrina the one that they cast as Sabrina I found her so annoying and also they were also doing that um, time warp thing where I wasn't sure where we were because they again they're using smartphones and using this and using that but they're dressed like they're somewhere in the 80s I get that it's an aesthetic but it's not an aesthetic that I necessarily enjoy that much I can't even remember if I've talked about it and I said oh actually I liked it but this is my Libra son I changed my mind a lot um but yeah so a Discovery of Witches is cool because it's set in Oxford as well. The, well, the first series is uh, the first. Uh, yeah, the first series is set in Oxford. The first season set in Oxford and um, you get to see like demons and vampires and witches. And it's got a healthy casting of black people, which I really, really enjoy because it really gets me where you motherfuckers are creating a whole entire world that does not exist. Apparently, allegedly, this world does not exist. Right. But somehow... Even in that world, black people don't exist. It's it's really giving fucked up. It's really, really giving fucked up. So, yeah. Even when we watch the historical things and they're like, oh, in this time period, there were no black people. You're a liar because we've got letters from the King of Mali writing to all of you, man. And, you know, in various places and other kings from um, Africa writing to you lot. And you were and you were coming to trade with them. You were coming to do this. You were coming to do that. So you can't pretend that. Um, and and these African kings and everybody and these merchants, everybody was traveling. So somehow, again, you try you miss them out when you do these um, period dramas and these period movies. Somehow black people just aren't there. You're lying. You're lying. But whatever, whatever. So, yeah, anyway, I've been enjoying A Discovery of Witches. I'm now on season two. And obviously, um, well, no spoilers, but it's different to season one. So I'm just trying to get into that because we're somewhere else now um but yeah i think it again the casting was as expected of course the white queen literally would be a white woman with blonde hair and blue eyes but you know what i'm here for it let's do what we're doing because overall i think it's well cast i like the people that are, have been chosen and everybody's generally attractive um yeah, so it's it's cute. And I love it for Elarica. Elarica, I think she went in print school as well. She was she was in P Valley. I like it for her that she's in this as well. It's just nice to see people doing things and, and working and being busy. If I just randomly ramble, it's simply because I have not had enough sleep. So on Saturday I was filming um um an episode that I'm in um in this TV series. Um it's just like a um a kind of short piece in this um series but I had to be up so early to get there and then we, there was lots of waiting around as well for a couple of other scenes to be filmed before mine and then it was raining and I tried to put those hot hands you know those like little pockets that you warm up or you can get them hot and then you um, they're little things that you can buy you don't have to burst them you just have to rub them and then they get hot I want to know the science behind that so I had that on me, but the whole day was just exhausting to me. It was really fun and everyone was really, really respectful. It was really fun and it was nice to work with the um, young people that are the main cast. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm really tired. So I haven't, so I'm recording this on a Sunday. I, that means I was filming yesterday. I haven't really had a good night's um, sleep 
um so yeah so i'm just if i start rambling you know why anyway there's so much to get through so let's just do that so those are the things i've been watching have i been watching anything else apart from that not really cool so what else was i gonna say jupiter and neptune there'll be a conjunction with Jupiter and Neptune, April 8th, 2022. I know that some people are like, I'm not an astrology girl. That's fine. But just to keep that date in mind, and it's cool because it's happening in Pisces, which is like I said before, my 12th house. And I love that so many of you, after I said like gorgeous, gorgeous girls, know where Jupiter is in their chart. That's good. Um, um, it's good to know where Jupiter natally is in your birth chart. And also to know where Jupiter currently is in your chart as it's transiting through. Um, so like I said, mine's, it, my Pisces happens to fall in um, my 12th house. Like my Pisces is my 12th house. Yeah. And that's where Jupiter currently is. And then Neptune has been hanging out there for a bit. And they're moving closer and closer and closer together. And then I will appear in my final form. No, I won't. Not really. But yeah, it just seems exciting. So I was reading this piece. Um, I think that around that time as well, it'll be interesting to see if maybe we get some kind of confirmation of extraterrestrial life. Because it would be really, really boring if it was just us that was in this universe or this galaxy or whatever. It'd just be really boring because I'm sorry, humans are so dry. Animals are very interesting. Like the creatures, the reptiles are all around us. They're way more interesting than humans. I find humans really exhausting. Um, obviously, I haven't met every human, so I don't know. But generally, I find humans exhausting. Anyway, I was reading this thing and it said um, it's by Nikki Halstead, I think her name is. And she said, here are six things we can expect to happen with the 2022 Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in uh, in Pisces. Um, it only happens every uh, 13 years that they have this conjunction in a particular sign. Um, what does she say here? Jolly Jupiter, Nebulous Neptune, bump fists in a once in every 13 years conjunction on April 8th, 2022, because Jupiter and Neptune are both associated with cultural matters. It's safe to say that pop culture will have a renaissance. And yeah, I think Neptune is that sign of like, like show business things as well. If I suddenly start acting shady and not giving you full information about things, maybe I've been cast in a Marvel film, but lol. I didn't even get cast as a shrub in Insecure, so let's not hold our breath. Um, oh, what's this saying? Are you tired of the same artists and Netflix shows on repeat? Are you a film enthusiast ready for a supercharged year for Hollywood blockbusters? Thankfully, this current pop culture plateau is the drum roll for an out of this world year for the arts and media. Jupiter is associated with expansion, travel, media, publishing and the greater truth. Neptune nonetheless is associated with the public imagination and the massive industries in the pop culture realm. Um, so she's talking all that stuff. Um yeah, I just think it'll be interesting. You're saying here that music will be affected, like the music industry is going to have a whole new um, vibe. It says the last time that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction happened in the sign of Pisces happened in 1856. And that's also when they, they we had like this kind of spiritual renaissance as well. So that's really interesting. I wonder what will happen because we haven't had it in Pisces since um, that conjunction in Pisces since 1856. Maybe go and find out what else happened in 1856 and let me know because, you know, things have a funny way of coming back round. Um, and then the media will also be affected. It says here that um, 
uh, what was it? Um, our media journalists today are forgiving and are far, far more forgiving and compassionate than in 2009. We're already having conversations and how the media treated celebrities in interviews back in the early 2010s. But a new generation of hosts and interviews are taking a much kinder approach to how we publicly treat others. 2009 was also the year that Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift's um, uh, speech at the VMAs whereas the press joined in on the trolling and slut shaming rather than shedding light onto her achievement as an award-winning artist. That's so interesting that 2009 was when um, Kanye really started, you know, like really ramped up his wild behavior. But again, I have to be very, very careful with what I say about Kanye because we also have to understand um, that he has some mental health um, things that he's, um, you know, working through as well and has to live with. So I just try to kind of keep that in mind when I talk about him. So it's no surprise that in So You Mad, we'll be talking about the rest of the things that he's been doing as well. When did he marry Kim? Because I wonder, did they just, because now they've divorced or they're going to be divorced. And um, this, we had, Jupiter and Neptune have a conjunction, had that um, a conjunction in 2009, but it wasn't in Pisces. And now New, uh, Jupiter and Neptune are having another conjunction and it just seems to be around the time that he does wild behaviour. But then you can make anything fit anything, right? Um, and then there's Britney Spears as well. Her thing started happening around there. So there's just a lot happening in the public eye with celebrities. It very much feels like, you know, there'll be like lots happening in terms of spirituality and what people discover. But at the same time, yeah, and I feel like, you know, Neptune being about delusions as well, something will be revealed there. But remember, I'm not an astrologist or an astrologer. I'm just an astrology girl. You know, I'm just interested in it. So I'm just interested in how it's going to play out. And I like to document these things so we can come back and be like, see, I, t- I told y'all, I told y'all bitches, I told y'all. So um, let's see. But there's, it's the planet of like delusion and deception Uh, Neptune as well so either things are uncovered or people really start moving mad with hoaxes around that time as well Um, but yeah lots of things maybe to be uncovered about celebrities but also some people are probably gonna just suddenly blow really like blow up in um, in a massive way depending on where Jupiter falls um, where Pisces is for them and how that goes about happening. But anyway, let's get to tarot. I just thought that that was a little tidbit of random information that I felt to share. The tarot this week, I just said, you know, this is a timeless message. What the spirit want us to um, know at this time. I hope that the uh, people on my Patreon, you enjoyed your uh, pick up our reading that I put up. There'll be another one up very, very soon. So I'm using the Nature versus Nurture deck by Marcella Kroll, as well as the Tarot of the Orisha, um, the Tarot of the Orishas deck as well. Um, it doesn't need to be Orishas really because Orisha is already, well, whatever. This Zolrak guy that made the Tarot of the, of the Orishas deck, I wonder if there are white. I can't be quite sure. I don't know. Maybe I should look it up because sometimes I say these things and I could easily just like look it up, but I don't. So from the nature um, nurture deck, nature nurture, we've got the Orca 39 records and we've got the Eagle nine guide. It's interesting that we've got lots of nines happening. And then we've got the nine of fire from the tarot of the Orisha. And that is showing us sun. Is that sun and... I think that's Sun and Jupiter. Um, 
and then the Ten of Earth. And then we've got Undines and Mermaids. Interesting. So the first thing I get from here is that I've, I've been giving this warning and I guess that I'm giving it to somebody who listens to the show or some people who listen to the show and they're quite, and they're kind of thinking that they can outsmart spirit. Sometimes we think that sometimes we are egoic enough to think that we can get around certain things when partly there's some, like there's some form of like a karmic lesson there because the orca I'm thinking about orcas and you know those um was it what what you know that attraction that they were in and they started um badging everybody up dragging them up and and discombobulating them you can't put certain you can't put don't put anybody in captivity right don't put anybody in captivity and I think that um Eckhart Tolle was talking about that when he was talking about flowers like why is it impossible or why do people struggle to just see something beautiful and have that moment wish I could have this moment for life Ooh, for life um you knew that was gonna happen anyway why can't we see beauty and let that beauty stay where it is I mean fine fair enough take a picture if you must but it's the fact that we as humans have gotten into this thing of when we see something beautiful we must possess it and that's part of the drama that's part of the problem that's part of the malaise that continues to um really deal with us um because orcas are beautiful i know that leona nicole black she loves orcas they're beautiful but at the same time they can fuck your shit up like they can really fuck your shit up like they will drag you like you man are scared of shark um sharks you had like movies like jaws and all of that stuff an orca will fuck you up even dolphins i keep warning you lot about dolphins somebody said that dolphins i'm not even gonna say it anyway and and dolphins have like corkscrew looking type penises don't they anyway I need to do more research into that. But anyway, even dolphins, like they look you and they do like, that's not even the sound that they make, but you know the sound that they make anyway. And dolphins are doing all of that stuff, but they'll fuck you up too. So like the way that they even play with other sea animals, you or and sea creatures, you can see like, it's not all Gucci out here, you know? So I come back to the orcas to say that, the reason that this is coming up is because some of you are behaving in a, in a similar way with um, your ancestors and spirituality. It's this kind of thing where you're just like, oh, it's so beautiful. I'm going to contain it in just this space. I'm not going to allow it into every area of my life. I'm just going to contain it over here. And it's just this cute thing over here and not really take it seriously. But with the same strength that these orcas have, like they can absolutely fuck your shit up and that's not even a threat it's just letting you know that life can get mad very very quickly when you don't honor the forces that make your life that you take it for granted that you're just breathing right now that you go out and you come back in in your day and everything's fine and god you know thank god nothing's happened to you but you don't understand the things that were mitigated in order to make sure that that happened for you you seem to think that it's of your doing and it's understanding that all it takes is just thank you just more thank yous just an acknowledgement that there are forces far greater than you at work 
and for your own good that you are failing to acknowledge because you think that you're a bad bee out here and 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 you are but you are made badder by by that which created you and so we've also got the eagle here and that's number nine guide and again that message is there like you're being watched over the same way that that the eagle kind of soars above high like you're being watched over and so i used to think that an eagle was small until i saw the size of these fucking things and i was just like what the fuck um i think it's the american eagle or whatever the fuck them motherfuckers are massive so it's also about perception as well, like understanding and same with the orca, understanding that some things look cute and have been made diminutive to you due to the society that you live in. But do not underestimate the force and the power that these things have that you think of as so small. And also when it comes to the eagle, it's about taking a more... um kind of bird's eye view of your life at the moment you're so immersed in your life and so immersed in like the material nature of your life that any passing moment all you're thinking about is what can I buy what can I what do I want 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 not understanding that but look at all the things that you need that have been given to you like you it's 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 a very interesting one it's it is about like having that I'm just letting it come through to me. It is about having that bird's eye view, looking over your life and and seeing the things and choices that you've made thus far and seeing where you should be accountable for things that need to change and you should be um, proud of yourself for the things that you have changed and the person that you are. But at the moment, it seems like you're way too preoccupied with certain things that are fleeting, that, that, that they, they actually don't add to your legacy. But because of the way that you maybe lack some control or some acknowledgement of just how voracious your ego is. You think that you need these, or you think that you need these things, not understanding that they're merely a want, right? And it's um, taking some time with that. And for some people, it's a strong message from it's a strong message from ancestors. That's that much is clear. But for some, because I've got the nine of fire here, which is um, also the nine of wands. And then you've got the 10 of earth, which is pentacles. Because somebody transitioned on, somebody close to you transitioned on, as in passed on, you are getting some kind of inheritance from that. And then we've got the undines and the mermaids. And it's just a kind of go and say thank you by water is the vibe that I'm getting and, and also to be creative with what they've given, what you end up having or what you've been given, be creative with it. Um, definitely make sure that you share some of it in one way or another, but primarily, um, be creative with it. The, the, the thing that you wanted to do that you have not done, go and do it. Like if suddenly you get like some money that comes through randomly in one way or another, it's a, it's a gift, like go and do the thing that you're like, Oh, I don't really know. I really want to maybe leave my job or I want to try these new, this new thing. And it's like, no, you need to go and do it. But, um, the nine of fire actually came out in reverse when, um, I first pulled the cards. And again, we're coming back to that message of like not meditating, not taking time to, um, work on your spiritual hygiene, not doing all of that because you're so distracted because you think that, you've got everything you want in terms of materials, 10 of earth. You think you've got everything that you want and you have to understand that there are certain things. And I'm not saying this on a purely woo woo vibe, but there are certain things that money literally cannot buy. And after you've got that money, 
without the spiritual hygiene, without the focus on your inner world, without without honouring your ancestors, without doing all of that, you're going to feel very, very empty later on. You might feel cute now because you can take all your Insta photos and whatever, and you can show off to your friends with the things that you have, but you're going to still feel empty inside. There's still going to be that void there that you're going to try and fill with other things, not understanding that all that's been asked of you is to just acknowledge that there are forces around you that are helping you do what you are doing right now. Um, because then that's when the true abundance arrives, where you've got the physical, um, like the material abundance, but there's another type of thing that you can have another type of peace and joy that you can know that's beyond just like grab, 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 and to be seen to have, like your life has to go beyond just being seen to have things. Um, and that's when you'll really unlock a portal and really unlock your creativity because some of you it's like you're stumbling into the successes that you have it's just like oh well I'll do this and I'll do that but what would happen if you moved with intention how much more powerful would you be if you moved with intention and chose things rather than waiting for things to choose you you know but um yeah I also have this new book I think I mentioned it um maybe I didn't mention it because you know I just be talking I just be talking I've got this book by Carol Bolt called the book of answers and it's like lots and lots of pages, hundreds of pages, I would say, Is it hundreds of pages of, um, just one, one line answers, just one line answers. Um, and so you just hold it, take a moment, flick to any page and hopefully that'll be your answer. So as I was doing this reading, I got the book out and I flipped onto the page that says, don't hesitate, don't hesitate any moment that you just feel like maybe I can just do two minutes of stillness. Nobody's asking you to sit for fucking three hours on a mountaintop and meditate, but just two minutes of stillness whenever you can, whenever you have that moment where you're like, even if you're waiting for somebody and you're about to have a meeting or whatever, it doesn't have to be, oh, that you're alone or whatever, because people will always come up with an excuse to not do something. Just two minutes, wherever you are, just stillness and checking in with your body and checking in and taking that time to ask yourself, who am I? who am I? Something like that. Just bring yourself back to you. Like, who are you? Because you might be living in this world, but you're not of this world. And it's sometimes you need that reminder. So, um, that felt like a strong message for somebody. I'm saying somebody like I didn't get dragged there as well. (laughs) Um, anyway, but I pray that message resonates with you. Um, I'm always looking forward to seeing, um, your interpretation and what you, uh, what you've taken from these readings. So do, now that I'm kind of online, please um, do remember to tweet and let me know. Um, so that's that. Let me do share your magnificence before I pick up this week's show sponsor. So this week, what have I got for magnificence? I think I got a letter. Um, here we go. Let's go with this one. Share your milky magnificence. Love that. Hey, Kalechi. Hope you, Lev, and your partner are well. I also hope he laughed at you for attempting to do a Polish accent the other day. Oh, he's always cussing me out about my Polish accent. He's just like, that's not good. You're good at other accents. You're not good at that one. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Good to know. Um, I wanted to give two people a share your magnificence today. The first one is my friend Claire, trigger warning, child loss. Give you a moment to fast forward if you need to. Um, you can go forward by like five minutes. Claire lost her baby in October last year and since then has been donating her breast milk to the Hearts Milk Bank charity 
so far she's donated over 100 litres of milk. Jesus! I hate calling women super women, but this selfless woman really does have super strength because I can't imagine to, I can't begin to imagine the pain she's going through. And every day she has been pumping milk, Bertie's juice, uh, to give to other families and babies in need. I pray the Lord comforts her and her husband during this time. And I pray that she is rewarded with her heart's desires. She's one of the most caring people I know. Um, wow. I just want to pause there because that's a lot. Um, Claire, two slaps on your chest because literally your chest, because that's where you're pumping from babes. Um, don't know if that was appropriate anyway, but no, two slaps on your chest, Claire, because that is so generous. That is so kind of you to do. Um, I can't imagine the, yeah, the kind of pain that you're feeling right now. Um, as somebody who's experienced pregnancy loss, but I guess not to the extent that you have, um, it, it, it does really refract your world. It really does kind of, I feel like it shifts something in you that you're not, you don't ever really, it doesn't ever really go away. You, you just, you know, live with it and it, you know, it's just a part of you in one way or another. Um, I think that grief does that. And, but thank you for, for doing what you do. Um, and from doing it from a space of like, you know, I've gone through these, uh, this thing and I just want to help in any way that I can. So thank you, Claire, for being so generous. And I pray that, um, as is said here, that your heart's desires are fulfilled in one way or another. So sending you and your husband, lots and lots of love. Um, the second part of the letter says, uh, okay. And my second share your magnificence is to you. Why you might ask? Well, on the pod the other day, you spoke about Medusa. And although you didn't get the story wholly right, I, I didn't. <laughs> mm, well, I didn't. That, what, what would one expect? Um, you kind of got the gist of it. And for that, I am proud of you. Not many people know their Greek mythology very well, and it's one of my faves. So big up yourself for making a Greek mythology nerd feel seen and jump up out of her sick bed. Um, I love that. I love that because we're always saying that blackness is not, you know, a monolith. Like people experience it, experience this um, racialized. Um, yeah, we experience this racialized experience. Lol in in very interesting ways you know in uh, there are ways that are similar and there are ways that are not so i love that by my random my random comment about greek mythology where i was just moving people around and making things up that it made another black person feel seen um i love that yeah i didn't get it wholly right because i was just like um and then athena was created by somebody who ate somebody and it was actually zeus she was created by zeus um because he ate her mother metis is it metis or metis because he heard the prophecy that um she would have a child that would um get rid of him or destroy him or in one way or another and so he ate her so she wouldn't have the child but instead the child just grew inside his head and so his head had to be split open and Athena appeared fully formed and in armor so I just think that even that imagery is interesting that like I was saying last week like Athena is born from a, um, a male 
imagination in one way or another. Um, so she performs that function um, at certain times. But, um, oh, and this here goes on to say, uh, P.S. I believe that Medusa was a black woman with locks. Poseidon saw her in Athena's temple. Side note, my daughter was almost named Athena, Lowell, <laughs> and raped her when she refused his advances. Should have said trigger warning there. Um, typical Greek male god behavior, kissing my teeth. He then went back and was bragging about how he slept with this girl in Athena's temple, which pissed off Athena. So she cursed Medusa, turning her hair into snakes and making her eyes turn anyone into stone. She was then killed by Perseus, son of Zeus. So interesting that is Zeus's children that have just been causing Medusa so much drama from Athena to Perseus, pussyclarts. Um, That's what that film Percy Jackson is about, really, isn't it? I thought that was interesting. But I remember the old school, old school film. That old school, I think I watched it even in Nigeria first, where they're like clay and is it Andromeda? I, I I think that was my first interaction with Greek mythology. I really liked that movie. In my mind, I probably watch it now and be like, what the fuck? But I really enjoyed it. And I know that they tried to make a remake, but I really wasn't interested in the remake. Um, anyway, that's enough of me geeking out. Also, thanks for reading this. I know you're busy. Have a blessed week. Love a dyslexic baby girl. Thank you, baby girl two slaps on your chest for sending in such a lovely lovely message and for bigging up your uh, friend Claire it's great to have friends like you who remind people that um, they are seen that they are whole and they are loved so thank you for that I think it's so interesting that you mentioned Medusa being a black woman because remember what I was talking about last week I was trying to I can't find a book on my bookshelf I just have books that I need to fucking organized but whenever I do because Lev's at the stage where he can like pull everything down so I've got to have a lot of the books higher than him on the shelf but that means everything's scrunched up or still uh, or I had I've had to put some away because there's not enough space on the shelf because the um, flat isn't that big so I don't have enough space on the shelf but there is a book I think it it also referenced the Sibyls or is it the Sibyls Sibyls talking of that I'm going back to what I said about Jupiter Neptune. I'm trying to get on this retreat where you um you have is it um something syllabin syllabin. Look at me. I'm going to go to a retreat to go and take something that I don't even know what it is. Um, basically, like nine perfect strangers, right? But it's it's um yeah, it's that um. And I wonder if they'll let me get on because there's like a wait list. So maybe I'll get on around April when Jupiter and Neptune have that conjunction and then I'll have the true mind-body connection and then I'll appear in my final form. I really believe there's something about my final form that's coming through, you know, something in the subconscious realms that will come forth because of this. Who knows? Anyway, back to this. Medusa, da-da-da-da-da, the Sibyls, or is it Sibyls? Anyway these um women that were seen as like oh my god they're so dangerous um it still makes me think about that but i wouldn't be surprised it's like i was saying earlier that like black people were around and before 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 and i looked up this statement about could medusa have been a black woman with locks and to be honest one of the main people that come up is a guy that looks like a hotep no disrespect so well a little disrespect so i haven't I would like to see more 
from other people as well about this idea. But if we're saying that the knowledge that is purported as like Greek philosophy and Greek, um, you know, Greek knowledge and, you know, they brought about civilization and whatever, whatever, that a lot of that was they bit off from Africa, then that that means that we were in constant communication or we were in frequent communication. So there would have been, you know, black women in and around. And would we be surprised if then we were saying like, for instance, um, the story about Athena, a white woman turning Medusa, this black woman into this snake head um, person with eyes that turned people into stone and we're thinking about the origins or how far back the trope of the angry black woman goes would it be would it be surprising but then I read in the that uh the the blog post or whatever that I was reading that this story about Athena and Medusa and Poseidon and then Perseus was really kind of like almost a tale to warn white men at that point, Greek men away from um, ha- um, sleeping with black women because this is what will happen and whatever. But it's like nothing happened to them. All of the fuckery was actually done to the black woman. That's if we were playing along or we were going along the line of thinking that Medusa was a black woman with locks and the obsession that people have with the black woman's body and, um, you know, violating it and things like that. But I just, I think it's an interesting concept. That's why I love this podcast. And I love the people that listen to this podcast. Like you lot come with the things, you come with the things so incredibly intelligent. Like the amount of people that I'm just seeing doctor this, doctor that, not that you have to be a doctor to be intelligent, but there's just loads of you. It's actually wild. Um, Bare lecturers, bare professors. Don't know why you're listening to me because I just be talking. (laughs) I just be talking. Okay. Um, But yeah, I really love that. So thank you, baby girl, for that brilliant, brilliant letter that made me think about lots and lots of things. Um, What else do I have? Do I have anything else for Shay and Magnificence? Um, No, that's it, actually. Okay, cool. So I'll big up this week's show sponsor um, who um, are Skillshare and I'll be right back. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real projects to create and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare can help you make 2022 a year of new learning, growth and connection through creativity. We're literally just talking about that in the tarot. Um, there are l- numerous classes for you to um, get yourself into. One of the ones that kind of caught my eye, and I think I mentioned them before, is the indoor gardening one. I'm really, at some point, I'm going to be in my indoor gardening bag and my outdoor gardening. Like, I want to be able to grow my own tomatoes, my own spinach, all of that. So I love spinach. So I want to just be able to like grow my own things. I really want that for me. But at the moment, I can't even keep an aloe vera plant alive. So let's not, let's not hold our breath with what the fuck I'm doing when it, oops. Yeah, let's just not hold our breath when when it comes to what I'm doing. (laughs) I really need to get a hold of my swearing. Anyway, indoor gardening, grow house plants, veggies and herbs with Ekta Chowdhury. That's one of the classes. Or to grow a herb, to be a herb. No. I was trying to do poetry there. But anyway, so much to do. So you should get yourself involved. 
And whether you're a dabbler or a pro, a hobbyist or a master, you're creative. So discover what you can make with classes for every skill level. Experience real improvement. And um, that happens with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com forward slash straws. That's S-K-I-L-L-S-H-A-R-E.com forward slash straws and get a one month free trial. Uh, That's a one month free trial at skillshare.com forward slash straws go and get yourself involved now let's get to so you mad right so for so you mad this week i've got one letter to start i've got a letter to start with that i thought was so funny uh here we go it says hey kalechi yesterday's episode was so incredibly powerful and deeply resonated with me thank you so much for that I've been thinking a lot recently about grief and the different endings and reshapings of things I thought I wanted. Thank you for giving language to those feelings. But my reason for writing this email is much more serious than that. I want to talk to you about what you said about cats. As a cat owner, I 100% agree with you. Look at that. Look at that. Cats are trying to take over. Thank you for using your platform to shed light on a truly serious, (laughs) on a truly serious subject that quite honestly, no one else is talking about. And if you do talk about cat people really just don't want to hear it. Denial is a hell of a drug. I have a theory that cats are using their owners to take over. How you ask? Instagram and TikTok vids. Cats know we are recording them and we think it's so cute when they meow into the camera. But I think that they figured out how to utilize internet videos for mass cat communication. Gee, this is what I'm saying. You lot come with the things because you now I can't unsee it. It goes on to say they hear the updates from the cat cadre with their owners, um, watch videos on their phones. They're sharing the intel they have about us from observing us in our most intimate moments. They're planning something big. I just know it. They won't strike until they're fully coordinated. So we might still have a chance to intervene and save humanity. Although the more I think about it, as much as people love to demonize cats, their takeover would probably honestly be better than the global fascist takeover we are seeing. Here's hoping Skillshare decides to offer a feline language class. A girl can dream. I literally just read Skillshare. So this is perfect. Anywho, hope this email gave you a good giggle. You're the best, Brie. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, because that is actually perfect. That is actually perfect, because think about it. The cats know. The cats are not out of the bag. They're in the bag. They're in their bag. The cats are in their bag, right? And they're out here going, okay, you lot want to record me. Since a motherfucker wants to record me, meow, bitch, okay? So put that on your little tick tock and tock tick put that on there okay so the rest of the cat girls know how i feel about you and your bitch ass and say oh my god my cat's so cute tick tock everybody look at my cat and the other cats are like rah that's how she she feels about that person wow she she really doesn't like their person boy and then they they you know they're getting everything together you won't even know when it finally happens Gosh, we'll be astounded. All this time we're looking for, oh my God, is there life out there in the planet, you know, in the galaxy? Is there life out there? Meanwhile, the cats are like, but I am the one that's going to row your shit up. I'm going to row your shit up right now. But you know what? Not even right now. I'm going to wait. 
gonna wait get everything together and you motherfuckers are gonna get got and you can't even fight a cat that's the thing not that i i i propose or i encourage animal cruelty i'm just saying that if it was you against a cat you're gonna get fucked up like i've accepted that in it so i don't try to like start anything with cats like you don't start nothing there won't be nothing especially with the cats in peckham I feel like this is turning into a cat propaganda podcast, but honestly, the cats in Peckham, same as the uh, same as the foxes, they don't give a fuck. Even the pigeons, they don't give a fuck. The cats and pigeons and foxes in South London don't play. You need to know that, especially you Americans that love to come to the UK. But I'm going to the UK. I'm going to London. Beware of the cats, the foxes and the pigeons because they will fuck your shit up. Like they don't play like before, back in the day, like foxes or like cats or pigeons or whatever, like you'd step to them and they'll move. Now they're like, what are you saying? Mm, what'd you say? Like Jason Derulo, they'll box you up and down them escalators. Like they're not playing. So just be aware that once you enter SE15 specifically, they're not playing with you. The cats, the foxes, the pigeons, they're ready to fight at any time. Just so you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was my first bit for So You Mad. Um, oh, because it's a pop culture thing um, and it's So You Mad. Um, let's talk about the Pussycat Dolls. I mentioned earlier that um, I wanted to talk about them. So any, uh, what it says here is that the Pussycat Dolls found out about their reunion tour being cancelled from Nicole Scherzinger's announcement. Uh, the cancellation comes after Pussycat Dolls founder Robin Antin uh, sued Nicole Scherzinger in September for allegedly refusing to do the tour unless she received a 75% share in PCD worldwide. Now, I swear we talked about this at the time, maybe when Sadiq was on the podcast, maybe not. But my whole thing is like, Nicole was carrying the girls on her back. Like, I mean, she couldn't make it work for herself as a, uh, as a solo artist, Soz. Um, but in terms of being in a group, and that's another thing as well. Like some people need to, uh, well, we won't know unless we try, right? But some people work better in a group. You can, you work better as a leader of a group as like, as opposed to a lone ranger, right? Like Beyonce went off on her own and she made something really, really big of herself after coming, you know, not coming out of Destiny's Child. But not everybody can do that. Not everybody has the same source in that way. But like I said, you won't really know until you try in it. Like, did anyone from Spice Girls, has anyone had like, out of the Spice Girls, had like a really robust solo career? And I mean, really, really robust. Really? Exactly. Because some people just work better in a group. Um, it says here, Nicole Scherzinger apparently forgot to notify her fellow Pussycat Dolls that their long-awaited reunion tour has been cancelled. The Grammy Award nominee, 43, announced the tour's cancellation on Friday on her Instagram stories, not even on her main grid. Fucking hell. Wow. Wow. God. Lots of pussycats around today. Lots of pussycatting. Anyway, Citing the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and the recent surge in the Omicron ver variant. Thank you to everyone um, who had tickets to CPCD. We are so appreciative of your support and loyalty. 
Oh, she wrote it. So I don't even have to do her accent. Anyway, with the ever evolving circumstances surrounding the pandemic, I understand the decision that the tour dates had to be cancelled. I've invested a huge amount of time, creative energy and my own finances into bringing this project back to life. And while I'm naturally incredibly saddened by this decision, I'm also very proud of what we were able to achieve in a short time, a short amount of time we had together before COVID. And this is why Nicole's bad vibes. I've always had a sort of feeling that Nicole is bad vibes, especially because she insisted so much on on having those baby hairs. Like you're 43 years old. Why why are you still forcing baby hairs? At this point, those are middle-aged hairs. Those are, are adult hairs. Stop this insanity. Stop it. Let it go. No Ursula, or is it Elsa? I be let stop the things. Stop it. Pussycat dolls. The dolls are the pussycats, not you. I don't even get what that means. Leave me alone. Anyway, um, so you lot have been rehearsing together. The you you you've it's not like you haven't seen each other. You've been rehearsing together. You are really about to get this show on the road, literally. And then when it gets cancelled, you're letting the rest of the gyadem know through you're letting the rest of the pussies know through Insta stories. Nah, that is very, very rude. That is very, very rude. If you spent more time, the the same amount of time you spent cultivating those um, middle middle aged hairs, um, you spent that, as much time as you spend doing that and slicking that, and you spent that like um cultivating good relationships with your former bandmates, you know, we'd be in a different place. It was just that's just really not nice, you know. She says, I can't put into words the amount of love, admiration and gratitude I have for the other girls in the group. Well, not clearly not that much because you couldn't even message them. And the fans that have supported us stay safe and healthy. Love and blessings. Scherzinger. Uh, um, well, she didn't write Scherzinger. They said Scherzinger concluded. However, um, her fe- um, her fellow group members. I read that very, very weirdly. However, her fellow group members, Jessica Sutar and Karmit Bashar claimed that they weren't officially informed of the cancellation until the rest of the world was. Releasing a joint statement on social media, they also posted a photo of the two of them, which Suta, 39, captioned, True Sisterhood. Wow! Um... We want to say how incredibly disappointed we are to learn of an announcement made on Instagram that the Pussycat Dolls reunion tour is cancelled. They wrote in a statement. As of now, there have been no there has been no official notification of that. Either way, it seems as though it's the end of a chapter to an incredible life altering experience filled with some awesome memories that we will never that we will forever be grateful for. To the fans, we love you. Trust us. This is not the outcome we had hoped for. We wanted it as much as um, you because we appreciate you all so much and it hurts our hearts you had to wait so long for an answer but unfortunately it's out of our control they added um we all had big dreams for this uh, uh, for this brand to expand um, especially creating the music so um all of our voices could be heard wow so you lot wanted to actually sing on the mic fuck that must hurt i'm the second lead singer in the group stare anyway um those who get the reference get get the reference which would be true female empowerment thank you to all the fans that supported us unconditionally and love um love us to no end we will always honor the essence of what the true definition of being a pussycat doll is um this tour may have come to an end but it is not the end of the doll story we created a sisterhood that will live on they concluded. Pussycat Dolls founder Robin Antin also released a statement about the tour's cancellation. 
Myself and all of the girls have been waiting to um, waiting on the rescheduled reunion tour dates for a long time. All of us working so hard to make it happen. She wrote, um, what does it say here? We've been so excited to go out and connect with um, such incredible fans and give them what they truly deserve. All of us have made a personal and financial, um, all of us have made per- personal and financial sacrifices. So I think that's hitting back at what Nicole said about all oh, that she'd financially in- invested in, whatever, whatever. But that's what it takes to be a team player in a band. Let's not forget that there are five other members of this group who I care for deeply, who deserve to be heard. To all of our beautiful fans, we'll see you soon. We love you, she continued. There are truths to this situation. I just hope that one day they see the light. Wow, they're really beefing. Anton sued in September, alleging that Schertzinger refused to participate in the tour unless she receives a 75% share of the Pussycat Dolls worldwide, a claim Schertzinger, uh, Schertzinger's attorney said was ludicrous and false. Hmm, really? Um, the group had been gearing up for their first tour in more than a decade since they reunited to perform on The X Factor in 2019. All members were planning to return for the tour entitled Unfinished Business with the exception of Melody. Melody was like, I am out. I do not want to do any of what you lot are doing. I'm not doing it. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to a reunion. Nicole Schertzinger said, I love the girls. I miss the girls. Um, it's um, been out there, but nothing's been said yet uh, or nothing's been set in stone. Um, the Pussycat Dolls were formed by Antin, a choreographer, as a burlesque troupe in 1995. By 2003, they evolved into a musical group after Antin struck a deal with Interscope geffen and a&m records wow it's really sad that there are so many sides to um everything that's like happening it's really really sad but you know pussycat dolls will be forever be in my heart because i um for those who don't know i was a real terror at university very much a terror at university um and i think was it in my freshers year it might have been in my freshers year because if they formed as a girl group in 2003, then I was at university. My first year was 2005. So was that the, I think that's the year that Don'tcha came out. Or maybe it was the year that I was in second year of uni. Anyway, I would literally be dancing around the club going, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Ow, don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Oh yeah, Don'tcha don't you baby don't you nah i really i was in my pussy clark bag yes i was a pussy clark doll they were the pussy cat dolls i was a pussy clark doll because i was so rude with that song i know you want me i know you want me i know you do hey but whenever when but when but whenever i come around she's all over you Oh, no, Nicole was really singing. Oh, she had so much potential. Don't know what happened. But like, you know, it ain't over till it's over. So, you know, she might come back with something. But Buttons, no. Buttons was my actual jam. I want you to loosen up my burdens, babe. Ha ha, but you ain't her. Say what you gonna do to me. Ha ha, but you have her. You know the words. I don't need to be telling the girls the words when they know it. Anyway, I just thought that that was an interesting thing that was happening. And well, that's not happening really is what we should be saying. Um, It seems like a lot of the musicians are really going through it. Um, I remember I I saw a video where Jason Derulo was punching up some people 
because they because they called him Usher allegedly. But I'm sure they said more than just calling him Usher. Like, I'm not going to swing for you for calling me Usher. But at the same time, I might swing for you for calling me Usher because literally I say Jason Derulo at the beginning of every fucking song. Like, what don't you, why are you not getting? But maybe they just thought, oh, look, a black man that dances, Usher. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Tristan Thompson and his trifling testicles is in fact the father um that we were of Marilee Nichols is that her name the the woman that we were speaking about before that said she that she'd had the child and Tristan sent her a snapchat message talking about well you're only gonna get two hundred dollars because I'm leaving the you know whatever he plays for he said the NBA I'm leaving the NBA so you're not gonna get money so check that bitch my lip gloss is popping or whatever else he said um so yeah so he is the father of that child that he when he was trying a thing and it's like bitch you know you're the father why are you why are you doing all of this why are you doing I, I, it felt very much felt like chloe was there trying to really orchestrate something she was really really there trying to do bits but the thing is we all knew he was the father so i don't know what all the rest is that you're what you're doing it's just yeah it's just a mess it's just a big mess um see what he says here i'm just bringing up his statement tristan thompson says today paternity test results reveal that i fathered a child with marlene nichols i take full responsibility for my actions no but the thing is you could have taken full responsibility for your actions prior to the paternity test but whatever i take full responsibility for my actions now that uh, paternity has been established i look forward to amicably raising our son I sincerely apologize to everyone I've hurt or disappointed throughout this ordeal, both publicly and privately. Chloe, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe. you don't deserve this you don't deserve the heartache and the humiliation i have caused you you don't deserve the way i have treated you over the years my actions certainly have not lined up with the way i view you i have the utmost respect and love for you regardless of what regardless of what you may think again i'm so incredibly sorry men will what embarrass you Men will embarrass you. Gosh, wow. Divest from men. Because abolish men. No, not really. None of that before they start. Oh, she said that on our podcast. Oh, she's an influencer. We need to get her out of like we did the other. No. Anyway, no, honestly, do you know how mad this statement is? Very. Firstly, it very much feels like Chloe typed it to herself on his page you know very much like oh my god you've really hurt me give me your phone give me your phone because i'm gonna write what needs to be written so everybody knows that you've hurt me and you're you're sorry and like because i don't want to be embarrassed okay but chloe this is what happens when you try to turn a hoe into a housewife this man was community peen 
he was a dick for everybody. It's like a carousel. You jump on, you jump off and you keep it moving. But no, you, you wanted to do. Nobody's going to love me better. I must stick with you forever. Nobody's going to take me higher. I must stick with you. You gave me a black baby. I must stick with you, my baby. You can cheat on me in a hundred ways. I must stick with you. Wow, freestyle, freestyle, freestyle. Do, 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 do. Pull up selector. Anyway, what do you mean, Chloe? You don't deserve this. You don't deserve the heartache and the humiliation I've caused you. You don't deserve the way I've treated you over the years. So why do you keep doing it? Is it a sickness? Why do you keep doing it? Like men will do these things that will break your heart, that will tear you to pieces, that will absolutely make you crumble and your world just disintegrate around you and go, yeah, you didn't deserve that. So bitch, why did you do it? Unless like you're the landlord, like you are the physical embodiment landlord of the, for the demons that live inside you. Why would you do something? Why would you do such? You did it the first time. Like, and the thing is, things like this will happen to Chloe because the the first time that you had that public sort of or the most public quote unquote humiliation you directed your energy at Jordan Jordan Woods you directed your um, energy at a woman that was being propositioned by your partner by your husband whatever the fuck he is you directed your energy at her instead of directing your energy at your boo but it's because misogynoir it runs through your veins you had to come and give that vim to a black girl you that's what even if she didn't recognize herself as a black girl for a long time you took that energy to her and how dare you how you get them is how you lose them baby as if you hadn't been teeth in man your whole family teeth's man that's all your 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 entire family is a clan of man teeth like the 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 teething clan of calabasas or the kleptomaniac clown, a clan of Calabasas. That's even better. Yeah, that's what you do. So don't be surprised. How did some? How did this one get Tiger? How did this one get this one? How did this one? Like that's what you do. So why are you not acting surprised, boo boo? And and look at your age mates, as in your sisters. In fact, look at your siblings. They they seem to be coming off the black man trend. We never know. They can always go back because cultural clout and all of that. But they're, they're going, well, Courtney's never really been, from what I know, like into the black guys like that or at all, really. Um, but, you know, Kim's gotten herself a skater boy. He was a skater boy. And, you know, people are moving on. It's you that wants to keep forcing this thing. There is no amount of lip gloss that you're going to put on a frog that's going to make him into a prince. There isn't. You're going to have to let this Tristan thing go. You're going to have to. Because how many Instagram statements will he put out? How many? Just looking ridiculous. You can't Photoshop this away like you Photoshop your waist. You can't Photoshop this embarrassment away. You can't. You just got to, you, some things you just got to accept in life. And then when men say things like, my actions certainly have not lined up with the way that I view you. No, they have, because you view me as a clown. Chloe, the clown of Calabasas. You view me as a clown because otherwise, why would you do such? Because you treat people how you see them. And you treat people how you feel about yourself ultimately as well. But he's just a, it's just a mess. Third trimester Tristan. Somebody has a nickname like third trimester Tristan. And you thought you were the one 
with your earring back poussoir, you thought that you were the one that was going to transform him. You were the one that was going to get him to settle down. Oh no, baby. Oh no. Well, you know, on a positive note, you, the, your children is it i don't even know her children's names but look they they've got a sibling now or she has a sibling i don't know how many children i really th- their whole life is just weird to me very very weird to me i know that mara lee nichols she put out a statement and she was just like well you know he's like he's lying about this your honor he tries to lie about something else and she was just like well no he very much knew me. It wasn't a one night stand thing. We were very much, you know, together. So he shouldn't try any of that bullshit. He needs to own that part. Let's not play around now. Um, but honestly, it's exhausting even talking about it. Very exhausting. It's just, it's just weird. Very weird behavior. So that was um, that for So You Mad. Obviously, we couldn't do So You Mad without talking about the Molly May drama. The Madness of Molly May. Um, for those who don't know, Molly May is um, an influencer and also was it creative director of Pretty Little Thing, who are owned by were or are owned by Boohoo. Um, Molly May uh, appeared in Love Island on on Love Island in two thousand and what fifteen, and since then she's amassed a real following, and you know really done well for herself and recently she was on the podcast of um this guy what's his name Stephen Bartlett I don't he's from Botswana is he what they would call colored or is he mixed race I don't know but Molly May Haig was on his podcast and yeah this Stephen Bartlett guy he's on Dragon's Den as one of the investors he's a millionaire this black guy um he came to her defense because she came on his podcast it says here love island star molly was criticized for comments that she made let's see what those comments were and the backlash she's getting or whatever she said molly may has been criticized for privileged comments about her success after saying we all have the same 24 hours in a day the love island star has been has seen huge popularity over the past few years with her career as an influencer and becoming the creative director of pretty little thing she's thought to be worth around two million pounds uh, with the pretty little thing deal being worth seven figures however she's been branded tone deaf by some after hitting back at past criticism she's received she says you're given one life and it's down to you what you do with it the 22 she's only 22 Aww. um she said that on the diary of a ceo podcast that's Stephen bartlett's podcast um and she goes on to say you can literally go in any direction when I've spoken about it in the past, I've been slammed a little bit with people saying it's easy for you to say that you've not grown in growing in poverty. Uh, you've not grown up with major money struggles. So for you to sit there and say that we all have the same 24 hours in a day, it's not correct. And I'm like, but technically what I'm saying is correct. We do. So I understand that we all have different backgrounds and we're all raised in different ways and we do have different financial situations. But I do think if you want something enough, you can achieve it. Uh, It depends on what lengths you want to go to get where you want to be in the future. And I'll go to any lengths. I've worked my absolute ass off to get where I am now. Interesting. She in this on the same podcast, I think it is. She's um, also mentioned that both of her par- parents are police officers. So I find it funny that having both parents that used to be police officers or are or whatever, 
you're saying that you'll go to any lengths to achieve the things that you want to achieve. Well, maybe because they've let you know that you're unlikely to get caught if you were to go to quote unquote any lengths to get what you want. Um, I tried to stay out of it because I was trying to like ease myself back into social media. So I'll just like be reading things. But I ended up making a video about it while I was rowing. Um, I made a video about it for Insta stories saying that you're 20, uh, saying that you're technically correct about the fact that we all have 24 hours in a day is you being wrong and strong because yeah, we can all collectively, um, um, agree that we have 365 and a quarter days in a year. We all agree that we have 24 hours in a day. Yes. We all agree that there are 60 seconds in one minute. However, if I'm planking for one minute and I'm, I don't know, um, using a vibrator for one minute. They are, they're different types of minutes. Those 60 seconds, I experience them differently. And the reason I say that is because as much as we try to confine time um, and quantify it in a particular way, in the way that we do, because uh, when we look at um, indigenous, uh, indigenous practices, for instance, I would say of um, Nigerians or specifically the Yoruba people, and, and and I will say the Igbo, we didn't really keep calendars in the way that they do in the Western world. And especially because we're using the Gregorian cal- uh, calendar as well, I believe. Um, we didn't keep calendars in the same way. So we judge things by seasons and like, oh, the season when the yam does this and the yam does that. Like my, I think my surname Okafor means, um, or Okarafo or, or is the, like the longer version. I think it um, means like on the, like where you would go, the, the day of selling a particular market day or whatever, everything was done in, um, like in, uh, synchronicity with what was happening in the environment around us. We don't, we don't really do that. Although yes, we say autumn, um, winter, spring, summer, we say all of that, but we, it's just done differently. So that's why like you'll have relatives of a particular age, if they're over a certain age, trust me that they're guessing how old they are because we didn't do birthdays like that. You were just the age that you were, you know, like we, we, it wasn't quantified in that way from my understanding anyway. But then if we bring it um, back to more modern times, so literally what people have experienced during this pandemic, everything has felt like one long year from 2019 to now where we are in 2022 it's felt like just one long year even though you've had christmases that's meant to like break everything up notice that people aren't even going hard for christmas or going hard for new years like that because it doesn't feel like anything's changed you're usually celebrating because you're you're experiencing some kind of change and moving into a next phase of something whereas the pandemic has meant that we've stayed in, in a particular state and haven't really moved on from that thing again due to the um, inadequate um, governance that we've received worldwide that is you know partly to do with that so we've experienced time in a collectively in a way that m- more time we've experienced individually like let's say for instance um, unfortunately you have a, a death in the family the way that grief makes you experience time or you go through a breakup or whatever um, or some kind of loss, the way that you experience time during that grieving period is so different to everybody else around you, because people usually say like, oh, for me, it felt like time stopped, but everybody else around me kept going. We experience time differently. 
Now, if you take into account white supremacist heteropatriarchy, you take into account racism and thus capitalism, you take all of these things into account and then you understand that while we might collectively have 24 hours or we agree that there are 24 hours on the clock in a day that what constitutes as a day, how we are able to use that time differs based on our socioeconomic standing, based on what we are experiencing due to our socioeconomic grouping. Um, so yeah, you might be technically correct, but you are still incorrect. You're still incorrect about, oh, well, it depends what, um, what um, you know, I'll go to any lengths to get what I need to get to. But when the black boys are going to any lengths to get, to, to get out of their socioeconomic situations, you, people like your parents are dragging them up and down. Let's talk about your parents being police officers, both of them being police officers, right? Does a black boy or do the black boys and um, that they stop and search that they would have definitely stopped and searched, do they have the same 24 hours in the day if they were headed somewhere, not involved in any gang activity or whatever the fuck people want to say, simply because they're IC3, they're stopped and searched and th- their time is wasted and thus they've lost like, I don't know, two hours of their time they're depressed because of the high because of the experience of interacting with police in that way do they also have the same 24 hours that you do being white blonde blue-eyed female that you're not stopped for anything you get to live your life however you choose Are, are are they experiencing the same 24 hours no no so while we might have the same as you say 24 hours we are not able to access those 24 hours in the same way due to systemic and institutional oppression we are not able to and should we find ourselves to be in a similar situation that you are in in terms of earnings and um lifestyle i promise you that the path it would have taken to get there meant that those 24 hours weren't even available so where you've gotten to having 24 hours a black girl would have had to get there maybe having only 10 hours at her disposal to be able to get to where you're getting to. So they're having to do double the work in half the time. So there's no nuance when these conversations are had. And again, there is people know the right kind of like platforms, I guess, to go on to have these sorts of conversations. The fact that this black man then came back online and he was being disingenuous and going, oh, well, you know, men have come on my show to talk about how they've been successful and they've said similar things and they haven't received the backlash uh, backlash that she's received. Is it because she's a woman? Fuck you. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of black men specifically being reductive about certain situations when you understand exactly what's being said. And if you don't understand exactly what's being said, then you're a fool. Then you're an actual fool because what the hell? Like, what the actual hell? She's not getting a backlash, oh, because she's a woman. Well, no, partly she is, because the thing is, men are men do are afforded the um, space to say certain things because of patriarchy. So it's expected of them to just take, take, take to get to where they need to get to. But we still even acknowledge when it comes to men that they too are lying. Every time Jeff Bezos is like, oh, I started Amazon in a garage. And tell the truth. Who gave you money to even get started in the first place? And then you got money as you were going along because of your white maleness. People kept investing in you, even when you weren't even, you know, bringing a return on that investment initially. They still kept investing in you because people are socialized into trusting that white men will figure it out. And men generally, okay, they'll figure it out black men can rap about oh yeah and i sold crack to this person and i sold this and that but look at where i am today and yeah they don't get questioned too much about that that's true 
but that's part of patriarchy so while you can have that conversation you also cannot ignore class in this situation she's talking about oh i have 24 hours in a day technically we all have the same 24 hours in a day but what about the people that are getting paid like below 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 minimum wage to make the clothes that you are creative director of of the for the uh, for the company that you're creative director um director of they don't have the 24 hours in a day the same way that you do because of the way that life works and colonialism and all of these things have worked out to shape the way that we see society imperialism all of that like everything works differently and if you don't have the knowledge and i don't want to say she doesn't have the knowledge because she's 22 because i know 18 year olds that are not that fucking ridiculous and stupid in in the, in the comments that they're making so it's not about age here i just it's about exposure and it's about like I'm tired of girl bosses, black girl bosses, white girl bosses, all the girl bosses. I'm tired of them. All of this lean in, lean in. You're going to lean in and you're going to fall over and you're going to break your head. Like have real conversations, proper conversations. Like, and a lot of people don't, they want to run on this faux, um, women, um, women's empowerment stuff. Like, oh, we'll create an all female members club, but actually we'll only have these type of women who help, um, who help us to uphold this version of white supremacist patriarchy. But we pretend that we're bossing it. Yeah. That's all I see around me. That's all I see everybody pretty much doing. No one's really trying to have anything differently because you're talking about all oh, success stories, success stories, like, I don't even know why somebody's screaming outside for no reason, but this is South London. Um, but for me to have even built what I've built in terms of the pole dance studio, what is it because it's not in central London? Is it because it's not doing this, doing that, that you don't understand that it takes work to keep a brand, to keep a studio, a physical studio running from 2016, having no prior experience to doing that particular thing. Yet even through a pandemic, I've kept it going with staff and everything, but it's the 22 year old, um that we're going to ask but the thing is i don't want to take anything away from her because at the fact of the matter is she has worked um hard in, relatively to her right because like i said in my instagram video there are other people who have gone on love island um, other girls who have gone on love island in 2015 or whatever who aren't popping the way that she's popping you know she made it work for herself you know she made it work in a way that was beneficial to her but if we're talking about literal hard work that's not really what we are seeing here. You haven't worked hard, like hard, you know, how hard is it as a a white, blonde, blue eyed girl, who's fairly attractive, um, to have brands coming to you after you've been on a reality TV show, like how hard really, you know, um, but again, obviously she would have had to choose the right brand. She would have had to choose the right things to get involved with and the kind of, um, you know, giveaways that she do on her page. She's really utilized Instagram in a way that, and social media in a way that's beneficial to her. But again, this is what I'm always saying. Like when you lot are praising your white huns, I, me personally, I've given up on certain black women. To me, it's a red flag when a black woman is like, oh, I love the Kardashians. I don't see why people hate on Kim so much. To me, it's a red flag. I can't imagine being close friends with a black woman who talks about how much she loves the Kardashians or how much she loves certain people of certain shows. Like, to all I can deduce from that is that you're a fucking idiot. So, you know, do you, but I'm going to definitely do me over here. Like, there are certain things that you might see and objectively being like, okay, well, fair enough. I respect that they've done that. But to be like, oh, I love them and I don't understand why people are coming for them, that's what, that's weird to me. And it's the same with this Molly May situation. Seems like black women 
going up for her and being like, oh, well, what did she say that's wrong? Like, people don't want you to succeed in this life. And, you know, you can succeed from anywhere that you are in in life. And it's just like, nobody's saying that you can't succeed, fam. But the kind of message that she's giving lacks nuance because it does not take into account societal factors. That means that it's not every black person that's succeeding. The black people that that succeed are literally an anomaly against a very very um, in a very violent system and i'm of the belief that there are so many black women who have so many right-wing views but they're literally not rich enough to express those views as of yet because they don't have the money that would insulate them from the flogging that they would receive for airing those views like that's what i think it is because i look at certain black women and the things that they say and i think to myself like if you were white you would be worse than the white people that we are criticizing now like you're actually disgusting like why are you pretending like you it's either you genuinely don't understand the conversation that's being had right now which is very unfortunate or you do understand and you're intentionally um you're intentionally like misrepresenting what's being said either way it's fucked and i just don't enjoy it i don't like I think that everybody can do what they're doing with their luxury stuff and enjoy the things that they're enjoying. But there's a certain way that certain black women valorize white girls and white influencers, especially the ones from Essex. That just makes me feel a bit sick because I'm just like, I understand wanting escapism. I understand wanting maybe a little bit of what they have. Like that's what you lot clearly want, but come on, have some sense, like have some sense. Like if we're going to make it out of this, experience that we're all collectively in when people call it a matrix or whatever some of you are really going to need to pattern the fuck up because you have to see life outside of just this fucking bullshit like how many cartier bracelets will you have like how many holidays will you go on how many like i don't want to knock what anybody else is doing but i just find it boring and when people like oh she's an influencer why is she getting so much backlash yeah she's also got millions of followers so the backlash quote unquote that you face when you say something off is going to be proportional to the number of followers that you have duh it's not like a somebody with a hundred followers that people suddenly start coming at um coming at them mad like it's proportional um or proportionate rather so anyway, this Stephen Bartlett guy then decides that he's going to weigh in on it. And I personally feel like the reason he decided to weigh in on it is because people were talking about the podcast, but weren't talking about him. Like they weren't talking about the fact that it was his podcast. They'd taken a clip and they were just talking about that and they removed him out of it. So he wanted to get back in the mix of things regardless to make sure that people knew that it was his podcast that it happened on. And I just feel like that was a bit grimy as well. He said, Molly May did an interview on my podcast. Yesterday, a soundbite from that interview went viral. She trended number one on Twitter. Every newspaper covered it and MPs weighed in. I've had male guests say what she said. Um, No one cared. But when Molly May says it, she's crucified crazy. And this is what I find so disgusting disgusting about certain black men what do you mean crucified crucified like crucifixion is a is a real thing i hate when people use language in a hyperbolic manner crucified this is a lynching shut the fuck up no it's not it is not she's going to be all right she's going to be all right Oh, I don't agree with people saying like extremely horrible things to her, but people can call you out and be like, what you've said here is incorrect. It's highly incorrect. And it's incorrect for these reasons. People being um, like course corrected doesn't, doesn't lend itself to crucifixion. Jesus was crucified. Molly May is not being crucified. Black people were lynched, literally lynched. 
not this person that said a random thing or that's being wild or deciding as a black person to support Trump. They are not being lynched right now. So stop using these words in a really fucked up way, especially when it's for you as a black man coming to the defense of a white woman. Like, calm down, calm down. The pussy will still be there when you get back. Uh Uh-uh. He says, I've become aware of the, um, I've become very aware of the double standards that successful women face. If I interview a man, he can brag about money, take full credit for his success and talk about his cars. If I interview a successful woman, she's got to tiptoe around her success and watch her words. Gender issues aside, the standard we hold Molly May to as a 22-year-old that's figuring out the world is absolutely outrageous. She once said she didn't like Italian food. It trended number one all day, was written about in every newspaper, and she had to issue a public apology, 22. Um, Somebody said to him here, I don't expect you to contribute to the critique of your guests, but sorry, this is just so dishonest. You know exactly why she was criticised. You know she's most likely more prominent on social media than any other guest. And you yourself said she was highly requested. What, what What's also annoying is you also had the great... Um, also had Grace Beverly on your podcast. She created a brand at a young age and had no problem accepting that she had worked hard, but also very privileged. Molly Mae did not do that. Um. Yeah. And that was a point like people were coming at him and giving him what needed to be given. Um, yeah. And that's it, really. All these girl bosses, you're only a girl boss because you are also complicit in the oppression of um, other women and other girls who aren't in your situation. Girl bossdom is is a problem in and of itself, to be honest. But yeah, whatever. I just found that. <sighs> I just found it very, very wild. Um Again, I have I'd have no particular feelings about Molly May. Um, haven't really followed her career. Don't find anything about her particularly interesting. But I know that the girls love her as a bit of escapism, and I just feel like do you. But at the same time, you've got to start really thinking about the things that you consume. You've really got to start thinking about the things you consume, and then and how you think about yourself henceforth, because. Yeah, there, there, there was, there were more problems from the other clips that I saw that go beyond the twenty-four hours a day comment. To be honest, but you know, good luck to her, twenty-two, and she's done what she's done. Do you, boo? But that guy that was coming to cape for her, just allow it, just allow it, and be quiet. Another thing I was going to say before I touch on this Asian doll thing is, um, it is interesting though how um, women are treated on the internet in comparison to men, right? We talked about the Burner Boy and Shatawale thing last week, but I'm talking in this case specifically like black women and how they're treated in comparison to black men. So um, a certain um, Instagram account kept posting or posted twice um, Mo Gilligan and they were like, oh, he's bought a home with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's a white woman. And they kept posting it, right? Clearly wanting a reaction out of the people who follow that page. No one really gave them the reaction that they were looking for because they wanted them to react to the fact that he's with a white woman and people just did not give them that reaction. And I thought that that was brilliant because you can't keep doing this thing where you're trying to bait your followers into attacking certain people but at the same time as I say that I just think that if it were a black woman with a white guy that was on that page they'd be moving very very different they would not ignore the cue to troll that person and I just think that 
for a black man who's risen to prominence in the UK off the back of um, caricatures of black women being the bulk of the internet things that he made, the internet skits that he made, that's what got you to where you are to be able to buy this place with your white girlfriend. That's cool. Like, do you, if there was any critique, I would think it would be around that and how black women and the caricatures that are done of them, same with Kevin Hart, all of that, like these things are done to get you to where um, you're successful and you no longer actually, like you don't even interact with the people that you were using as the butt of the joke. Fine, okay, Kevin is with um, a black woman, but albeit a very, very, very light-skinned woman, but the people that you were taking the piss out of, especially your ex-wife, was not a light-skinned woman. So, um, and I don't say that in terms of like, malice because i don't think why is this thing doing what it's doing um mo hasn't been malicious he seems like a perfectly like lovely like nice person but that critique will be there you know it's just there it is what it is however you feel about it is there and i feel that i don't know if it was a publicity thing i don't know like i'm rather cynical when it comes to these things because i know that there are things you have to do when you're in a public eye to kind of appease people so when i heard that the um the majority of the money that he was getting from hosting the Brit Awards. Is it the Brit Awards or is it the MOBOs? One of them that is going to be going towards, um, going to um, five times more campaign. Um, the campaign that focuses on um, highlighting that black women are now, well, at the time that they were st- that they started, black, black women were five times more likely to die during childbirth in comparison to white women. That's why they started it. And I think that the recent Embrace report said that it was four times more likely now. It's still terrible. Um, it's going to that. So I think that there are things that you can be like, well, this is the critique that you have of me. And this is me showing support to black women about an important issue. I think that that is a balanced thing to do. But I just think that it's interesting that people did not take the bait. And I'm glad that they didn't, because I think it's absolutely horrible when people do that. But I just know because of my experience that if it were a black woman that they'd done that to on their page, people would have come to really try to rip them to shreds and to be ridiculing them. And there is a certain thing about black men being able to date in the way that they want to date that other people don't critique them because deep down, they also want want to be in a similar situation to be able to date whoever they want to whoever they want to date but they don't afford the same thing to black women and even black women don't afford it to themselves because of this misplaced sense of loyalty that they seem to have to what they see as quote-unquote um black love i'm not passing judgment either way i'm just literally making an observation i'm not coming for anyone because i think that um you know what mo's done is brilliant he's done really really well for himself but that critique will still be there won't it because it's a reality the caricatures were of black women and that's the thing and and you are now where you are um but yeah pages like that are really weird to me and how they come for people and how they set people up I just think it's all rather interesting the people that um people will leave alone and the people that they won't um anyway Asian Doll was on a podcast the other day and she ended up leaving the podcast because of wild behavior from one of the hosts So it says here, Asian Doll, who's a rapper, 
found herself in a heated argument with a podcaster, but kept her cool despite the disrespect being thrown at her. On Monday, 3rd of January, Asian Doll walked out of the Fresh and Fit podcast after things got tense between herself and the show's co-host, Myron Gaines, aka Fit. In a clip that surfaced on social media on Tuesday, January 4th, Gaines appeared to be agitated that Doll is having a conversation with one of the show's guests while other people are talking. But the thing is, why did you have 5,000 people as guests on the show? I can't see myself having more than two guests on a show because when you have that number of people, naturally people are going to be distracted, especially if they don't have podcasting etiquette, right? He said that he told her five times to stop having a conversation on the side while they were recording. And I do feel like that while that is correct, it's the way that he spoke to her that was extremely disrespectful. And I, and again, I feel like there's a certain manner that black men, well, if I don't know what his ethnicity is or the mix is but certain ways that black men or people will speak to black women that they won't speak to other people with the same vim Charlemagne used to do it like when he did it to um Azealia Banks like there's a certain way that people speak to black women dark-skinned black women that's meant to ridicule them that gets me really really enraged and I just feel like if I was any on any of these shows I wouldn't go on anyway but you'd never be able to speak to me like that because I will tear your shit down I will fuck up your recording studio like I'm not the one to do all of that nonsense with and ultimately, this is why I don't go on shows that are predominantly men or like or male podcast hosts. I don't entertain any invitations. I don't go. I don't want to know. I just think that if I were running the UK, I would ban men from having podcasts. I would ban men from being anywhere near microphones. Um because whenever they get near a microphone, especially where two or more of them are gathered, like just terrible things ensue and I don't want that for us going forward I don't want that any further so yeah my mandate if I were to run for I don't know prime minister if I I were to run for mayor mayoress or mayor of London definitely one of the things I would say is that I'm banning men from being anywhere near microphones anywhere near it um so he says guys sidebar conversation please um in a half he says you know this is the fifth time I told you right like stop for real stop like who are you speaking to is she a child and she responded he mean as fuck um and then fresh and fit co-host Walter Weeks aka fresh came to Gaines's defense and stated that Gaines is not mean but added that the guest doll was um talking um what's it was talk um that the guest got, doll was talking to was having sidebar conversations throughout the show which appears to be against the rules of the program um and he said, oh, she's been doing it for the whole show. I'm not mean as fuck. Um, I just have rules. Simple. As the show continued, Doll said under her breath, damn, you're a mean ass nigger. And that's when things went left. Gaines stopped the podcast and immediately got into an argument with the rapper. Excuse me, he said, I'm not mean at all. Have you been here the whole time? When Asian Doll replied, no, Gaines continued to make his point. So you're going to come on somebody's show and not know what's going down and say, oh, you mean he questioned her she said it don't um he said it don't matter um no she said it don't matter I can say what I want he says okay then you can get the fuck off the show too get the fuck off the show and I just thought why and then he goes on to say you can go you're not gonna come on my platform disrespecting me um weeks jumped into the whole thing and tried to calm everybody down he said that doll is not going anywhere and suggested that gains to chill out and she said, he's hot, I'm calm. He said, no, I'm very calm, but it's like, bro, you got to show a little respect on the platform. <laughs> the thing is, again, 
you're coming on somebody's show you should pay attention but again why do you have one million people on the podcast why are there so many microphones why are there so many people in this conversation how how is this going to work how so it was set up to fail from then but yeah people should be respectful but you can't be speaking to people like that like especially since if it was a man that was doing that and having these sidebar conversations, you would not come at a man that way. And that is ultimately my point. When certain men are behaving in this way, they would not speak to another man like that, that they save that vim for women. And it's getting tiring because one day you're going to get chopped in your throat. Then what are you going to do? Your hairline's receding. You've got a bald patch right at the top of your head where the, where the lighting is shining. There's just a desert at the top of your head. And you're taking that frustration out on on this woman and it's unfair and he seems to have a real problem i feel like a lot of men are being radicalized um further by these podcasts that they listen to as much as a lot of these things are cloaked as banter it's woman hating specifically black woman hating and they're riling each other up and there's going to be a problem eventually if this is not dealt with it's very much giving incel it's very much giving incel and people don't want to call it what it is because what you're hoping to marry one of them because that's what's really sad because with what it looks like to be what it is out there in the dating world you man are literally willing to settle with any old body like he could be the most misogynistic like just horrible guy ever but as long as he's got a bit of swag maybe a beard maybe carries one of them Louis Vuitton wash bags like you're willing to tolerate anything he could be horrible to women that you know and you claim to support but you lot will go there because you're so desperate to not be alone I would rather be alone than we be with a pussy clerk but you lot don't seem to feel that way so let me not go on because there are things that I could say. Let me not. But the the main point that I'm making here is you help these men get to stardom. You help these men get to success and prominence when really what they are purporting and uh, purporting and what they are um kind of like putting forward and propagating is at your detriment. But you'll be kikiing and ha haing and instead of getting together with other women that are already speaking out and being like this can't stand you're also scared of not having male approval that you'd never do that you'd rather pretend that you don't see it and that's sick to me and this is the kind of behavior that we have in this situation this bald-headed he's not even an eagle this bald-headed mouse would not speak to another man in that way but he's speaking to her and telling her to get the fuck off the show at that point i would have dashed the microphone on, on on his skull that's what I would have done. But okay, fair, fine, fair enough. We have to be professional or whatever. But he's also the same person. I watched a video of him saying that, oh, if you have a woman that's come round and she's claiming that she doesn't want to do anything, even though like this is the point that you've been building up to, go to another room, but make sure that she can hear you and pretend to be on the phone with another girl. It's either that she's going to be upset and she's going to leave or she's going to be like, okay, I need to get serious. And then she's actually going to do something with you. That is called coercion that is still in that is still assault because you're trying to pressure her into doing something that she did not want to do by playing with her mind you're a sick guy you're a sick guy and that's why your hair follicles are running off your head you're a sick guy i don't even want to bring baldness in as a punishment to anybody because you can have numerous conditions so i don't even want to be that ignorant but at the same time putting that aside you're ugly okay i'm not even being ignorant right now you're ugly you look like a rat 
You look like a rat that saliva is gathered at the corners of your mouth. That's what you look like a rat. And you're there talking about, oh, well, you know, when you've um, pretended that you're on the phone to another girl in another room, then you come back and then you'll know what the answer is. That is disgusting behavior. But again, these are the kind of behaviors that men have normalized. And I I honestly believe that there are certain men that I've known throughout my career, right, who have problematic views. I know they do. I know they do. And the more that I express my views, which I think are um, oppositional to theirs, um, they don't say anything. There is, there, there's a lot of people that now, a lot of guys that are smart enough, quote unquote, to not say anything online. Right. But you can see by the people that they follow, the kind of girls they hang out with, the kind of guys that they hang out with, you can see that they are problematic as fuck, but they just don't say anything online. And I've gone to events um, recently or like last year where I've ran into these guys and I can see how uncomfortable they feel around me now. Like you could just feel them shifting and and shifting from one foot to the other, not really able to make eye contact. Like we're having conversation, but the conversation isn't really going anywhere. And these are people that I've worked with. Like I've literally worked with some of these guys, but it's not there because they, they know deep down, it's almost like they're scared that I'll find out that they're fuckboys. But the thing is, I I know from the people that you follow that you're, you're a wild guy. I know from the people that you follow that you're a sick head somebody. Like, I know that. I can see that. But you can just see more and more of them are like, oh, I'm going to save my my problematic views for the home. And, and this is what you lot are dealing with. But because you want to flash wedding ring and you want to run up and down, run up and down and do vacation, you don't want to admit that the person that you've married is a literal demon or the person that you're dating is a horrible person, but then you'll come and be lying and doing hashtag black love. Piss off. Piss off and tell the truth. Of course, I believe that the people who are, have amazing, wonderful relationships um, and they can do hashtag black love, but I, but I also have it on good authority that that's not the case for a lot of you. Um, I mean, it's not a lot of, it's not the case for a lot of people who choose to um, be in romantic partnerships with um, cis het men, to be honest, but, there's just something people aren't telling the truth enough is my point. A lot of people aren't telling the truth enough. And, and it's really, really boring to me to witness. Um, but yeah, he said that. And then he had somebody else on his show. Let me see if I can actually get the clip up. Um, should I even get the clip up? No, I'll wrap it up there because we already know that this guy is a fucking idiot. But he had a guy on his show that was talking about, oh, men can um, impregnate numerous women at any one time and their value will still be their value. But if a woman gets pregnant, her value goes down the more children that she has. This is the problem with you lot being radicalized by these Kevin Samuels and all of these other shows that you're watching about femininity training and all of these things. They're taking you back to a point that makes you talk about women and womanhood as if it's transactional. What is a high value man? What is a high value woman? What the fuck is anyone talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? What does any of that mean? You're buying into capitalism in a way that's destroying your life and you don't even see it because, oh, I want a guy that can take me here and take me on holiday and take me here. Like everybody's mad. Everybody's mad and nobody's going to come and diminish my my divine worth and my divine value based on their reductive takes of um and their the wild internalizations of white supremacist patriarchy. You can all fuck off. All stupid and not there's not a single bell hooks book that's going to save some of you. Like there's, there's, there's fasting and prayer that needs to be done because what I'm seeing right now in this life is a wild, wild thing. I'm not even suggesting books. I'm not such as suggesting anything to anybody because it's clear that everybody's mad and I just want no parts in it. 
no parts that even sounds like i'm sending for people i'm really not it's just what i'm i usually end up suggesting and suggesting things to get people to think about things differently but it's ultimately not my responsibility it's actually an egoic tyranny to want people to think differently to what they do everybody's on their own path if your own path is to go and do high value high value go and do it there and fall off the cliff um side that's not my business but i just feel like um this is shaking i just feel like what that guy was saying was just extremely wild and it's a thing that a lot of women internalize as well they do feel like their sexiness they do feel like their worth goes down the more children that they have because their body changes so much and i watched that and i just felt really angry because i'm just like just shut up you fool this is part of the reason that women can't just enjoy their bodies for the for the um for the work that is done for literally the miracle that is um you know created they can't even enjoy it because they're busy thinking oh now i need to look this way now i need to look that way you're not even wiping you or your bum properly you're not washing your bum properly you don't even cream past your waistline sometimes you don't even cream in between your your the webs of your of your fingers of your hands but you want to be talking about high value and low value if you don't go back to hell where you came from immediately fuck off Oh, that was a lot. That was a lot for So You Bad. Probably the longest it's ever been. So I feel like for Straw of the Week, aka Suck Your Mum, I'm going to keep it nice and short. I'm really glad that the three men who were hunt- who hunted down Ahmad Aubrey as he was on his run, that they've received life sentences. I'm glad. Rot there. Rot there, you pieces of shit. Um, and then the other Straw of the Week, uh, what's, no, let me go back to this one. It says... Yeah, three white men who chased and killed Ahmad Arbery were sentenced today to life in prison with a judge denying any chance of parole for the father and son who armed themselves and initiated the deadly pursuit of the 25 year old black man that's a better way to describe it i said hunt but that's literally how they saw him um so love goes out to um, um Ahmad's parents and um parents who have had to endure this horrible injustice um because of this white supremacist society this this raging killer mode this bloodlust that will not just let black people be um my other straw of the week goes out to um the people involved in this fucked up situation it says here anger has erupted as a jamaican man was shot multiple times while allegedly on a hunting trip with five white people in the united states Peter Bernardo Spencer, 29, was reportedly shot at least nine times, once in the mouth, twice in his buttocks and six times in the chest and abdomen in December. His family say Mr. Spencer is the victim of a modern day lynching. See, in this case, that makes sense to use lynching. Not when we're talking about the fact that R. Kelly needs to spend the rest of his days in prison. That is not lynching. Okay. Um, it says here his family say Mr. Spencer is the victim of a modern day lynching and was invited on a hunting trip by a former white male colleague. I shouted and then I fell on my knees. His mother Is- Isilda Spencer Hunter told Channel 11 as she recalled hearing that her son had been shot and killed. On December 11th, 2021, Mr. Spencer was dropped off to a cabin in Varango County, Pennsylvania at 9pm by his fiancée, Carmela King. Miss King said she received a text shortly afterwards to say he was staying the night. At 2.30am on December 12th, police were called to the cabin in Rockland Township and Mr. Spencer was found dead at the scene. He had been contacted by a former colleague on Snapchat who told him about the hunting trip. 
The former colleague allegedly invited his own friends who were believed to be three other white males and a white female. Mr. Spencer was the only black person at the cabin. A 25-year-old man was taken into custody along with three other individuals with multiple guns were found at the scene, but no charges have been filed. The men have reportedly claimed they acted in self-defense. Mr. Spencer was originally from Jamaica and immigrated to the US with his family for a better life, according to his mother. His sister... Tahila Spencer has set up a GoFundMe page and wrote my brother Peter Spencer was murdered in cold blood she added around 9 p.m Peter had planned to go hunting and camping with a white male who he met at a previous job and was supposed to be his friend he also brought his own friend three white males and his girlfriend a white female Mr Miss Spencer said her brother is the victim of a hate crime the Black Political Empowerment Project, BPEP, says that they are determined to find out what happened to Mr. Spencer and will also be asking why no charges have been brought against the suspects. Um, the CEO of BPEP, Tim Stevens, said, we are talking six bullets to, into the chest, two into the buttocks, and one we have... Um, and one, we have a different opinion, either through the mouth or from the neck out of the mouth. Mr. Stevens is demanding an immediate investigation into the murder and said it um, said what happened to Mr. Spencer is an act of domestic terrorism. The Pennsylvania State Police are currently investigating the case, but no further details have been released about a motive or potential suspects. Mr. Spencer leaves behind his fiance and his unborn child. Um, the family have set up a GoFundMe page to support their legal fight to justice for Mr. Spencer and to help support his unborn child. Um, I will post the link to the GoFundMe page for the fiance and a child. I'll post the go um, the link um, in the captions of this episode. But yeah, a massive motherfuck you to those people, specifically to the white guy that invited him on the trip. Like that was clearly a targeted attack. Like. We keep talking about racism and all of these things like there's something in the past. But think about the fact that these lot didn't want the statue of um, Edward Colston. They didn't want it to come down. A slave merchant whose statue was erected in Bristol when it was pulled down during the uprisings in 2020. These lot were upset. They didn't want it to come down or were defacing public properties. This is that. Where where do you lot have? a um, Where do you lot have? Um, I don't know. Um, um statues of hitler or um the nazi generals where where do you have statues of them because you you we all collectively agree that the atrocities that were committed is nothing that anybody should be celebrating i mean there are some people who don't want to agree but we all collectively agree that that was disgusting why is it different when it's the millions of black people that were tortured enslaved and and killed why why is it different then why is it okay to have um statues of these slave owners and have street names and buildings named after them why is that okay oh because the history is complicated it's not very it's not complicated at all there are just some lives that you think that matter and there's some lives that you think that don't and this is why the bullshit about all lives matter is what you would hope would be the case but that's not the case all lives don't matter and specifically black lives don't matter to people and that's why we're asserting that black lives matter right and it was great to hear that the four people that were charged um, regarding the Edward Colston um, statue being toppled and and pushed into the river, that they have been acquitted. But then I'm hearing that the attorney general wants to have a look at it again and investigate it again, because a lot of Tories are unhappy with the outcome. They really wanted them to be punished for doing that. It was the, it was the statue of a slave merchant 
and you're like, oh, but there are proper channels you can go to if you want it taken down. Yeah, those channels had been used and nobody was responding and they weren't responding quickly enough. And if you're not going to do it, we'll do it ourselves. And that's why it came down. And everything else that commemorates slave merchants, slave owners, um, colonial generals, all of that, pull everything down. And if you're like, well, we don't need to pull it down. You need to get out of our fucking country. We'll do that. But you have to give back everything you stole, though. Everything and then pay all the back tax pay everything back then then we can then we can talk but if you're not going to do anything akin to that then you can shut the fuck up and so i bring that up to say like the bloodlust that um that motivated that was the catalyst for um imperialism and um the enslavement of africans that bloodlust hasn't left just the other day People were living in seg- segregated lives. You couldn't use this water fountain. You couldn't use this toilet. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. Why do you think that that shit's going to change overnight? There are people who probably can't even articulate why they want to kill black people so much. But if given the chance, they would. If the laws change tomorrow and they were like, oh, everybody go wild. Do you not think that that's what's going to happen? This man was invited on this trip. He was invited on this trip for the sole purpose of this lot killing him. And I don't know what whether that happened in the cabin, whether they killed him, um, whether they killed Peter in the cabin. But I very much get the feeling that they would have wanted to be out in the woods and then for it to happen and then be like, oh, my God, I mistook him for a bear or I mistook him for a deer. But how do you how is it in self-defense that you shoot somebody in the mouth or through the neck? And then twice in the buttocks and then six times in their chest. Like how many different ways do they, do they have to turn? Think about it anatomically. How many ways did they have to turn for you to be able to do that? Or did you do everything from their back? So that means their back was turned to you. So twice in the buttocks and what, then you shot them through the back, but they say, no, you shot them in the chest. So that means front and back. So what you had a person in the middle of the room and you just, just went to town. This is a public service announcement. I don't care how white the town is that you live in. And oh my God, I just couldn't find any black friends because I live in an all white town. Do not go away on any trips where it's you are the only black person with a group of white people. Don't do that to yourself in 2022 and going forward. Don't. I'm not saying the white people that you know are crazy, but I'm just saying that there's a lot of white people that happen to be crazy when it comes to blackness, when it comes to all of the, no. Because should something happen to you, suddenly everybody everybody's got amnesia nobody understands till this day we are still trying to get justice for shukri abdi she followed uh, her classmates one way or another by that water and i know that one of them little fuckers drowned her i know that and we're being told oh no she just couldn't swim and that's what happened no what and and you know what because you didn't deal with them now one of them little fuckers is going to kill again just watch one of them little fuckers is going to kill again. And then you'll be like, oh, no, we should have seen the signs earlier. It's not a mistake. These things aren't happening by accident. And, my, and I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know if he actually, if Peter actually sent that text message to say he's going to stay the night. I wouldn't be surprised if they took his phone and sent it. I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to play some sick game with him. And why are you messaging me to come on a camping trip through Snapchat so the message can disappear? that it's just also messed up it's also messed up and america is a crazy place on its all on its own but this can't be allowed to run like all of them that were involved they better start speaking up annalise keating everybody needs to get involved everybody needs to get involved and 
some truth needs to be found because if that wasn't in self-defense. You don't do that in self-defense. But again, you're basing all of this stuff on a racialized trope that black people are superhuman beasts that need to be contained. And, you know, nobody will question if you say it was in self-defense that you shot this person in the wild, wild way. Like nobody's going to question it because, you know, black people are beasts. No, let's question it. How is that self-defense? Who was being defended? Who, who was being protected? What happened? It's so sad. So everybody that was involved in that, I hope that you all rot. That I hope that you experience hell on earth. And then when you transition into a realm that's not this one, that all you know is torture and all you know is torment, you disgusting pieces of shit. And I hope that it's not well for you. It's not well for you and, and any of your family and anybody that, that is an offshoot of you in the future. You disgusting, disgusting demons, absolute devils, disgusting. But rest in peace, um, Pete, uh, Peter. And I just pray that his family get some form of um, accountability. Doesn't even feel like you can call it justice, but some form of accountability for what's happened to him. But um, yeah, that's it. This feels like a very long episode. God, mouth's dry. This feels like a really long episode, but I, I hope that you enjoyed it because many things were covered. Many things needed to be said that didn't, that couldn't wait. And it's funny because so much was missed out as well, because I wanted to talk about Kanye and Julia Fox, you know, the woman that he's now dating. And within a week, he's filled her hotel room with um, clothes that he wants her to wear. It's very much giving love bombing. And at the same time, he's bought, you know, um, a house across the street from Kim. It's it's all a lot, all very manic, all a lot. Don't know what to make of it, but we'll soon see. Um, but yeah, that's that for this week's episode of um, SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. I've been Kelechi Okafa. Remember what I said that you can, um, from the 31st of January, you will be able to book um, tickets for the live show. I imagine that they will go very, very quickly. Um, and the live show will be Saturday, 2nd of April. So do prepare yourself for that. Um, start getting your outfits ready, start getting your looks ready because we're going to have a great time. Um, you can join me on patreon.com forward slash Kelechi You can follow me on at Kelechi at Say Your Mind Pod. And as I said, I'll add the um, link for the GoFundMe to the caption of this episode. But other than that, please look after yourselves and I will catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Could let you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.